What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Through the Smoke, Miami Hurricane podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. Emergency podcast, kind of, question mark. Uh, David Lake joining me, Andrew Ivins, today on a quick episode. Uh, David, big news, I think, uh, when you really look at it for the Miami Hurricanes, Christian Williams, sophomore cornerback, has entered his name in the transfer portal. Um, I think this is kind of a big deal for Miami. Happened on Tuesday. We're recording this Wednesday morning. Um, Why is it a big deal? Miami now only has five scholarship cornerbacks um, for the rest of the season, and things could get weird. We've seen teams um, have guys, you know, 30-plus guys miss games because of COVID and and various reasons. So uh, I think this is kind of a big deal. No doubt. Um, Is this a big deal in terms of, like, Miami starters in a vacuum, if everything's fine with Miami starters, does this matter? Probably not. But in 2020, depth is going to be a big deal. Uh, You know, it's always a big deal every year in football because injuries randomly happen anyways. But in 2020, you have the COVID virus out there. So, you know, if if a cornerback or two pops a positive COVID test, then you would be relying on a guy like Christian Williams to come in and play big time snaps. Now you're looking at two true freshmen in Marcus Clark and Isaiah Dunson, who, you know, I do think have talent in the future. They have upside and potential, but are they necessarily ready to be depended on uh, this year? I'm not so sure about that. So, and look, let's be real too. Um, you know, Miami's corners didn't necessarily play a clean opener against UAB. And just from a performance perspective, Christian Williams might have been, you know, two, let's say two, two, two at will bombs away from, from getting major snaps, right? Um, so the decision to me is a little curious. We can get into why, but yeah, from a Miami perspective, it is. It's somewhat of a big deal. I agree. Well, I mean, we are probably the only podcast doing a solo episode on this, but let's keep in mind, we are also like key roster management podcasts. We're all for the roster management, um, which is why I think this is a big deal. When you look big picture wise, sure, you know, Christian Williams, he played eight defensive snaps against UAB. Um you know, I think there was, he probably would have got more against Louisville just because they're going to spread the ball out. But when you look ahead to what's next, like this is not good uh, for Miami. And, you know, I probably have defended Mike Rump, the cornerbacks coach, recruiting um, what he's done more than anyone else over the past year or so. And, and that's because I always thought, well, he, he had Christian Williams and Corey Couch on campus. Um, both those guys are were Under Armour All-Americans. I mean, Christian Williams is a kid that was committed to Alabama. Uh, he's from the state of Alabama. Uh, Miami beat out LSU for him on signing day, national signing day two years ago. So like, this is a talented guy. This isn't just someone that's leaving. Um, I think when you look at the rankings, he was like the 16th best player or highest ranked player on Miami's roster. So this is a brutal blow in a sense of that. And, you know, what happens next season? Um, because now, you know, I, you can make the case that they're just really, really rail thin and 
the two guys behind Christian Williams, Marcus Clark and Isaiah Dunson, like those to me are both kind of projects. So uh, yeah. I think there's the reason for concern. And I do agree with you, David, you bring up a good point. Like I don't want to really understand this move for Christian. Uh, everyone's basically getting a free season this year. Right. Why right. not play, get the tape um, and then kind of go from there. And, you know, I shot out some texts asking around. Like I, I was kind of curious if there was some major falling out, like something happened behind the scenes. But um, from what I heard, it seems like Christian just thinks he should have been should be, excuse me, playing more. And maybe there's some people in his camp that think that as well. And look, uh, you know, maybe maybe mom and dad think he's better than DJ Ivy, and heck, sure. maybe they have a case. Um, if we're being sure. honest. Yeah, I mean, look, I never fault any player for transferring from Miami. If you feel like you can go pursue an opportunity at another school and, and it's better for your career, you have to do that. And, and I want you to do that, right? But in 2020, this year, with, with the free eligibility year that the NCAA has granted for, for all of college football this year, in my opinion, it just doesn't make sense to transfer uh, at the start of this year or, or this year in general, because like you said, you know, Christian could get in the game at some point. Those are reps he could get and, and he doesn't lose anything for playing, even if it's only eight snaps a game this year, he doesn't lose anything. So, you know, I, I just, I wonder why he wouldn't just stick this one season out. And, and then if he wants to transfer still at the end of this season, then yeah, go do that. Pursue that opportunity. Um, so clearly he is pretty mad at the situation. I think that's just the only real takeaway from his yeah. end of the deal that we can have on that. Um, and it's just like the transfer portal goes two ways, man. It's been sure. so beneficial to Miami. And now this is a situation where, uh, it, you know, hurts, it stings. And people are gonna be like, well, Miami gets that spot back in the 85. And yeah, sure they do. Um, they'll get that scholarship, but they don't get the counter back. Yeah. So 25 you know, is the big right. Deal. Yeah. That's the big deal. And you, it just, it's so, uh, I mean, not brutal, but like you're just losing that spot. And, you know, when are you going to get a cornerback with that much upside or talent to be ranked where he was? Uh, it's going to take two a year or two. And I think, and I've been mentioning this to you, well, everyone says, oh, they'll just get someone out of the portal. And sure, they could, but Miami probably isn't going to be that attractive yeah. to a graduate transfer corner be just because look what's on the roster right now. You got DJ Ivy and Al Blades, both those guys are going to come back. And then you got to Corey Couch, who seems to be the, the clear cut number three. Um, so just, yeah. just it a would difficult. have to be like an elite, elite, elite corner that knows, hey, I can just come in. I know I'm better than these guys. And chances are that type of corner can go anywhere in the country. So would he, would he go to Miami? Not necessarily sure that would be the case. I mean, Miami should try if, if that type of corner hits the portal, no doubt. But like you said, it's going to be really tough. Tell me this. One, one of the first thoughts I had soon after uh, this, this was announced or became apparent um, was 
man, it kind of hurts that Miami didn't go after or didn't really, really, really push for Devad Wilson, the, the Georgia transfer who ended up at UCF. And, you know, Jaden Francois, who I understand that one, that the, the recruitment there, if you follow recruiting, was, was messy. He ended up transferring to UCF as well. Is that too hot takey? Is that too playing the result uh, on my end, thinking that way? Or do you think that's fair to bring up? I mean, in hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, right. But no, you're right. And I'll say this. I do know for a fact, because I, I reported that there was conversations between Miami and Devod Wilson. And one of the big issues is Wilson wanted to know, hey, am I going to play right away? And Miami could not assure that to him. Um, so that just even goes to what I'm saying. If we talk off season heading into the 2021 season, it's going to be pretty hard for Miami to tell some corner, unless it's an elite guy with that mentality that, Hey, I, I'm a baller. I'm going to come in and I'm going to play regardless. Um, it's going to be hard to just kind of find, uh, some depth because what Al blades will be a two or three year starter at that point. I mean, They'll both be two-year starters going yeah, into next year, right? Right, and then we're assuming probably to Corey's I, is like in a game like Louisville, he's going to get a ton of run. Yes, um, he will be very important. So he'll be essentially going into his second year as a starter, you know. So yeah, I mean, like you keep saying, it's going to be tough. I think Miami can. So I think at this point, the expectation would be they get some sort of veteran body, right? Um, is he going to be necessarily a difference maker transfer corner? I would, I would probably say no, you never know, but yes, it, it's, it's not great from a depth perspective. And honestly, the, the best thing the, the only thing Miami can do is c- continue to develop Marcus Clark and Isaiah Dunson, and then hope and pray you can flip some big time corner that's already committed somewhere. Yeah, let's take a quick break. Uh, I want to get more into the the recruiting aspect and talk a little bit more about Marcus Clark. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, David, we're back on through uh, the smoke. We'll get into the recruiting, um, but you mentioned Marcus Clark, the former three-star recruit out of winter park up there in or or orlando area it seems like he is now the fourth cornerback for the hurricanes um we heard a lot more about him during preseason camp as opposed to the other true freshman corner isaiah dunson um I, i'm just gonna be honest like if if marcus clark is playing 
significant snaps here uh, at some point this season. I think that's going to be a bit concerning, not because I don't think Marcus Clark doesn't have the talent and the skill set. I mean, I've just been kind of saying from the jump, once I saw him play, it's going to take some time for him yeah, right. to, to refine the, the, the coverage skills as he was mostly an offensive guy in high school. Right. Yeah. I mean, the way you should look at Marcus Clark is total upside, right? So he is a guy that had a thousand yards of receiving at the high school level in a season, uh, brings good ball skills, brings good speed to the table. But yeah, in terms of his technique at corner and just kind of in general being comfortable in coverage, that is still a work in progress. I would imagine to, you know, just in general, the, the tackling is probably still a work in progress. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, is, is, like I said, is he ready to see the field this year? I, I would probably say that's not the greatest situation if it happens. Um, but, you know, he's, he's got to be ready. Hopefully this kind of lights a fire under him and, and pushes him even more to, to be ready this year. Do you think there's anyone playing another position at Miami that they could slide over in hopes of generating some depth or maybe cross-training or emergency yeah. plan? Is there anyone on the roster that jumps out to you? I don't know about like practicing there every week or, or what, but like in terms of like an emergency situation, like, oh man, we're, we're – we're hit hard by COVID. We need some receivers to move over this week or two. I would look at Xavier Will or sorry, Xavier Restrepo, who, you know, mainly played what safety sometimes in in high school. He was like so, a nickel guy. Okay. So yeah, that's that's what I envision him as as like a nickel, a big nickel or striker, what however you want to classify it. He's willing to, to come up and hit and be physical. Uh, he's quick enough. I think he could give you some snaps there if, if, if you really, really were desperate. And then the other guy I would bring up, I guess, would be Jeremiah Payton, who, you know, took some snaps at safety in high school, showed that he's kind of willing to be physical and has pretty good range. Uh, now, is he, does that translate to corner? I mean, I would know, but we're talking about emergency situations. And so... Of the receivers, those are probably the two I would bring to the table because, like, in my opinion, like Mark Pope, D. Wiggins, Mike Harley, those guys, you know, they're not going to be out there tackling. Um, and I think the other freshmen kind of you don't really want trying to be defensive players either. Right. So do, do you agree with that? No, I do. Um, just kind of scrolling up and down the roster. I, I don't see one on an offense I, I would slide over. You know, it I mean, sucks because I think the one safety that probably could get it done at corner is Avante Williams, and he's out for 2020 for an undisclosed reason. So, right. Tell um, me this. like, And this was when he was young in high school, right? But didn't Don Chaney play a little bit of DB? And he's yeah. much thicker now, not necessarily built for that position now. But, again, we're talking emergency, emergency situations. Uh, yeah. He might be a guy too. I don't know. Right now, um, the only other one, maybe like Brian Balaam, maybe you could slide him over here. And and, and when we're talking about moving some of these safeties or bigger guys over. I think you're hoping that you put them in the nickel 
and then you would play more of your true traditional cover corners out on the outside. But um, what about what about Gilbert? Are you over that? Like he originally signed with Miami as a as a corner, right? Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that as well. I I just think there's a reason they moved moved him right. inside. You know, right? I agree. So you know, this, the basically what we're getting at here is is it's not a great situation from a depth perspective. Now, if Miami gets lucky this year and, and has no issues at corner, it'll it'll all be okay. But I would probably say in 2020, the odds are against you with that, right? No, I I, I do think so. And and from a recruiting point, now you got to take three corners and, and, yes. and maybe even four. And yeah. right now, they got two guys committed in the 2021 cycle. You know that group ranks top 10 nationally, um, but. <laughs> let's just be honest there's really not like a stud corner that's in that class you got two guys committed tim burns jr he's on the smaller side out of miami northwestern um i he's he's talented just limited from a, a size nickel. standpoint yeah yeah he's a nickel. um can maybe be compared a little bit to a, a trajan bandy uh and then the other guys malik curtis who we've discussed recently on the podcast he's a three-star athlete out of Bishop Burrow in Fort Myers um, has played minimum, minimal yeah. uh, snaps on, on defense. Another as project, but it's right. promising, right? The tools are there, but again, it's a project. Like who knows? So what do they do? Um, and I was kind of looking up and down the list. Like I think they will try the transfer portal and the transfer portal will probably be as active as ever. Right. But they might have to even explore junior college options uh, right. if it comes to it. Right. If if you were going to – I know you've discussed it before, but remind us who the high school corners that we should know that, you know, Miami's kind of in the mix with right now. Well, right now the, the one to know is Markevious Brown, who's at IMG Academy. Um, again, not – the biggest dude out there uh, saw him a couple weeks ago play Venice, you know, had his moments. Um, I still think, you know, he's someone that's probably going to need a year or two in a college weight room before he's ready to take that step. So Miami's battling Virginia tech and others. And really outside of that, I mean, um, you know, I think they're going to keep trying to flip Jason Marshall, the five-star corner out of Miami Palmetto who, uh, committed to Florida. So that that's another one. And then they're going to have to expand the board in my opinion. Um, right. You know, they, they haven't really wanted to do that, but now, now you got to. Uh, and I think uh, it, it gets interesting with the counter situation and all of that. Um, Miami currently, what I think it's like 22 commits, 24 spots to work with. You also want a quarterback. So it's, it's always changing. Let me just throw this name at you. I'm just curious in general. Terry and Arnold, I know it's kind of a long shot there, but would he be willing to play corner from what you understand? He's a yeah, safety I, out of Tallahassee. Yeah, I think so. He's a he's a top 100 kid. Um, Miami is in his, what, top 12 or, or something like that. You know, I think he's twitchy enough, athletic enough to get it done at corner, but safety's probably going to be his right. more natural position. And you got to point out, I think Florida – Right. And Georgia seemed to be in his lead group of that of that group of schools. So I don't know. 
Mike Rump is going to have to you know, find someone. You know, I, I wrote a story a while back of some guys I liked in state at corner. Uh, maybe I should bump that story. Bump on it. our site <laughs> inside the U. I need to read it now. <laughs> and, and we'll see. I mean, I I've been I, you know I've been watching a ton of huddle the past week or so, and I've I haven't found anyone I love yeah. at corner just after the first game. But more 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 counties will start playing. I'm sure more guys will emerge. There is some kids at St. Thomas Aquinas that Miami's familiar with. Um, Tuan Russell, the former UM linebacker, his son right. is a corner there. Tyson Russell currently committed to Vanderbilt. Jaden McBurrows is another kid at St. Thomas Aquinas. He's committed to Michigan. Um, again, those two probably aren't, aren't on the bigger side. There's a kid at university school, Ricardo Hallman, who's committed to Wisconsin. So there are some options locally. It's just the big issue is I, I think it's a down cycle, both in state and kind of throughout the South at cornerback. And it's fair to say Mike Rumpf, and I think Manny Diaz too, value side or size with those outside quarters, right? Those guys right. that play on the boundary. So, Which yeah. is what makes Christian Williams leaving right. kind of hurt because he was 6'1". Uh, was, was Christian an early enrollee? I don't think he was. I think he arrived in the summer. Oh, yeah, he was. He was because he was a traditional signing day guy. Okay. So, okay, let me just point out too. So, like with Louisville and their passing attack, like obviously it's an explosive attack. I I went back and looked at how, you know, Miami's secondary, their back seven in general, did in coverage, right? And I think it's fair to point out, uh, again, we'll see how it goes this week. But last year, Outblades and, and DJ Ivy had pretty good performances um, against Louisville's receivers. Um, so, you know, I think there is some hope maybe this week if they can kind of carry that over uh, last year's performance into this week, where Louisville hurt Miami last year was kind of like the underneath stuff. So, yeah, you know, they got Tutu Atwell on a crosser. And, you know, a bunch of rub rubs happened and they had a matched up, I think, both with like Pinkney and Amari Carter. And those are going to be wins for Louisville all day. But in terms of like getting the ball outside, Miami's corners pretty much did a solid job with holding their own last year. So um, I think that's just fair to point out. We'll get into Louisville more in, in a later podcast this week. Final question for me, for you over under snaps for defensive snaps marcus clark eight i'm setting it at eight oof i'll go under okay i think they're just gonna i think they're just gonna roll with their top three i think that's what they're gonna do yeah and i think there's gonna be a ton of safeties on the field um i don't know it's gonna be interesting but your favorite roster management podcast definitely had to address this (laughs) roster management uh i'm here for it let's go you know it it was a fun discussion and look if this is too nerdy for you we're sorry but this kind of stuff definitely interests us yeah so uh just programming note guys uh i'm hitting the road a few high school games so we're gonna tape early friday hopefully if i can make it back down to south florida um the louisville podcast hope to have that up by noon that'll be a full preview uh obviously game is saturday night and then I'm sure Sunday morning 
me and David will have a yeah. reaction to um, Miami's second game, which is week. What are, I can't get. Is it week three? I of just the college start, the. I just call it game two for Miami. Game two. That's how I'm going. But yeah, it is confusing. Is it week two? Week three? Who knows? But game well, two. I, like the Big Ten started just announced that they're going to start on October fourth. 24th so it's like what week 10 they're just start like i don't yeah i'm going game two game two all right guys we'll talk to you later take care